Okay, guys, so this is episode number four of the Caffeinated Corner. I have my friend Edgar's on. Do you want to say your full name? Because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> what, you mean like a full first and last name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Edgar's Kudria Shows. I'm not even going to try that. Yeah. Um, uh, so basically, I want to want to start this, like I do with everyone, two quick fire questions. Go on. Okay, have you got your phone in your pocket? Uh, no, it's, it's on the sofa. Dylan, can you pass Edgar's his phone? <laughs> Let me just say this It's up. good at deleted my history. <laughs> no, that's not your history, bro. Don't worry. Cool. Okay, pull up Tinder. Tinder? Yeah. I don't have Tinder, man. Okay, what do you have? Hinge? Uh, Bumble. Bumble. Okay, pull, pull Bumble up. What's up? Yeah. What's your description on Bumble? <laughs> I had actually done how one. <laughs> what? <laughs> I actually done how one. Okay, what are the photos? I'll describe the photos. <laughs> uh, no. Actually, no, 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 I don't have a description, but it used to be like a part-time bodybuilder, full-time, <laughs> part-time bodybuilder, part-time chef, and um, full-time trainer. Part-time. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you change it? Did you realize? I didn't change it. That was like in some other app. Yeah. <laughs> I did it for a while. And why did you, you pick Bumble over everything? Because I completed all of them. Okay. So yeah. I haven't completed Bumble yet. <laughs> Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, um, and then this one is it, a bit different to the last, but would you rather be famous in real life or famous on social media? Famous in real life. Why? I think it's just like the connection with people, you know, when they would see you in person because these days people aren't famous on social media, but they're a complete, completely different pers- person like when you meet them in, yeah. in, like, in person yeah. rather than the way they are on social media. And then I, I also think in terms of if you look at it from a financial perspective, like you can see someone with a million followers on Instagram and like they're getting loads of free stuff sent to them, but it doesn't also mean you're making money. Whereas typically True. when you're famous in real life, like you're an actor, you make music, you do certain things, you're a model, you actually make real money. Like I reckon you can job. still be famous, but uh, don't make any money. Yeah, true. What would you be famous for then if you weren't making any money? If I wouldn't make any money. Shit, only fans account. <laughs> No, only fans will boom up <laughs> if I would do that. But um, Edgar kindly brought some tequila with him. What um, is it? Uh, I don't know, to be honest, because I wanted to buy completely different. It's like I wanted to get like Casamigos uh, Blanco, but they didn't have it. And the guy said, this is actually better. Okay. Um, I don't even remember the cheers name of it. Uh, but cheers. I, I don't really drink should tequila, be good. but... <laughs> It's actually quite Ooh. nice with the lemon. I'm not hating that. I do it's like actually, that. No, because tequila is really smooth. That's that's the difference. It's like when you drink like a really cheap tequila. Night out, cheap tequila. It feels like you drink fragrance. That's nice. When we went to that place, what was that bar in Notting Hill called? Um, Gold. Yeah. It was all right there, wasn't it? Yeah, but we were drinking margaritas, so it's like you can't really that's taste so much. But it's like, this is like almost a shot and a half of pure tequila. <laughs> I like it. Um, so I'll just, I'll just want to jump right into it. I ask everyone the same question when they come on. And it's more for my interest, seeing how people answer the question of who are you? Who I am? Yeah. <laughs> it's like if I'm driving an Uber and, and yeah. the driver's like... Uber chat. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? So, what do you do? <laughs> I used to be like, I would say I'm a personal trainer. At the moment, like a part-time YouTuber, uh, wannabe bodybuilder, uh, online coach. Half, half, what is it? Half-time bodybuilder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just take it in face because it's like I, tr- I try to live that bodybuilder life, but uh, obviously 
you know, it's like every bodybuilder doesn't do like one-to-one coaching, you know, like, so I'm considering myself as like a personal trainer, online coach and a half-time bodybuilder because I want to get into the point where I can do it like a full-time. Yeah. But I think I'm not there yet. Like make money from it, like a career. Um, no, I think it's a bit too late for me. It's like I'm, I turned just 32 weeks ago yeah. and well, we were actually discussing this with my coach, Justin, Justin St. Paul and, uh, like the full potential you pro- probably we have like another five years like to actually get where where i want to be you know and then from there well you could obviously keep going and going but i think that's like the max so the same as i think of the career of like being a pt you know yeah, there's there a certain shelf age. life right yeah so it's like okay how many more years can you do it yeah five years you're saying yeah well it's the same actually for a pt it's like i don't want to do being like full-time pt like long like past 35 yeah why is that you think you think you want like more from life opposed to being because obviously we both have the same job it's kind of a rewarding job but at the same time i think at that point it's like you either like build up like separated businesses around your career mm-hmm. like that you can make money as well yeah. you know and you don't want to wake up at six at, like not even six it's like you gotta be at the gym at six right yeah, so you, you don't want to wake up like at four thirty when you have like a kid and a wife at home you know to go to, to work you know 100%. and then spend like 12 hours at, at the gym i've seen guys like they're doing it even at 40 yeah. but i was like is you that, don't want that is that's life i want to live probably yeah. no yeah and who else are you then we've we got to we got to pt you got a PT online coach. Um, so I got my online platform, um, which is EK Fitcom at the moment, stands for uh, my initials, like a fitness community. Yeah. And um, quick plug. Pardon? <laughs> quick plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to kind of rebrand it more because that was more when I was like doing kind of um, CrossFit training and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I used to be like into the CrossFit a lot. And then when I switched to bodybuilding, so I want to kind of rebrand it now for like just Edgar Koo coaching. Is just, that what you want to change the name to? Yeah, yeah. You got like a logo and stuff. I do, I do. I've do. seen the app. I've not seen the logo for some reason. Um, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. a, it's like a square box with like cal cap capital letters. So much more professional than me. I'm a true coach, like <laughs> World Hall Fitness or something. <laughs> <laughs> but um, obviously, I know you. But I wanna, I wanna dig into some like questions. I know a few of the answers to. But obviously, anyone who's listening is not gonna know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Go so on. obviously I know you're from Latvia, right? Yeah, originally I'm from Latvia. You yeah. moved to London how many years ago? I moved on a Valentine's Day. It was the 14th of Feb 2015. <laughs> I remember it was so depressing. I was like shit. Everyone's all loved up and you're just getting <laughs> off the plane. Like. I was actually had like two suitcases. I'm like, all right, I'm just moving all my life like across. <laughs> yeah. But what uh going back to before London, before the move, what was like like I mean, I've never been to Latvia. What was like early life, like you growing up? I know you worked in a bank, but like yeah. growing up, what was that like in Latvia? That's pretty cool. It's like, you know, you had like your best mates from your school, you know, and then as if like we finished like high school and then you go and like everybody has like different, people go to unis, you know, like I started uni as well um, with all my mates and then like half of us like just dropped out <laughs> uh, mid through because it's just you know, it's like at that point, everyone was like, oh, you got to go to uni. It's like, what else are you going to do? It's the same here though. Same in England. Like my parents like go to uni. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, these days it's like, I have a younger brother, you know? And it's like my mom always was like, oh, he's got to finish with the good grades, you know? So he's going to... How gonna, old is he? He's 17 now. Oh, shit. So a big age difference. Yeah. We, got, we do have different dads. So oh, it's like, um, so it's a 13 year difference. But so, and 
And I said to her, listen, it doesn't really matter at this point. Like, if he's going to finish with a good grades, bad grades, unless he wants to go to, like, top universities, you know, yeah. then, then it matters. But I was like, you can make money these days, not even going to uni. You can be more successful than um, someone who's, like, had so many, like, uh, classmates from our high school who were, like, they were, like, so good. They were, like, they finished with, like, the highest top grades. And, like... Some of them like drive a van now, like they just do deliveries, like it comes with kind of Amazon delivery, you know. Yeah, but you, I also think that's so. Some jobs you need really specific skills, like a degree, something you've done like three or four years, but it also comes down to your drive in life, like what you end up doing. Because you could have like all the qualifications under the sun, but not be a people person, not be dedicated, Absolutely. not want to like commit to things. And like you said, not that there's anything wrong with driving a van, doing deliveries, someone needs to do it. So but, many services. Yeah, like, if you've done, a job if you've done a degree, you typically have wanted something more from your life, right? I guess it just comes down to your own like personality. What do you really desire? Like, yeah. how do you like visualize your life, right? Yeah, exa exactly that. And then uh, in terms of being there when you were younger, what, because we've had like, again, conversations and you were like, I just needed to get out. When did that start to happen? No, that happened like I was 20, 21. Like obviously I was going like, cause I used to work Monday to Friday at a bank and uh, that was like nine to five job. I was like, I was cool. Like you're a young kid, you know, 20 years old. Like you tell all your like mates from high school, it's like, oh, I work in the bank. You know, you wear a suit every day. You know, people think you like, you've made it in life. They're like, oh my God, you work in the bank. I'm like, yeah, probably earn less than someone who works like across the, like, you know, just a retail shop. Yeah, you know, really? yeah, the the pay wasn't great, you know, yeah. and but everybody looks at you like, oh my god, you work in the bank, you wear a suit every day, you know, and I'm like, yeah, but it's a shit job. Like, I mean, I, at the, at that time, I was like, oh, it's quite cool, you know. I did it for like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, went to uni, so my uni was like on Saturday, so I would only would study on Saturdays from eight a.m. to eight p.m. Considering that I was like twenty years old, all I wanted to do is party on Friday. Do you so, be a bit of a party animal, yeah. Uh, well, we all were kind of like, I yeah. wasn't a really party animal, but I was like, oh, it's Friday. Let's do something, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was like, I would always go out on Friday, just come home like 4, 5 a.m. And then I had to be at uni at 8 a.m. You know, you got to spend a whole day, like 12 hours, literally 12 hours. You had like a class after class after class. And Is, I'm, is it the same in Latvia? It's like, I think it's three years here. Uh, no, because I was studying on the weekends. So mine was, I think it was four and a half. Okay. Because I was just doing weekends, but yeah, if you, yeah. if I would do like a full time, would do like Monday to Friday, it would be that was like three years. Yeah. And how did you drop out? How far in were you? Like I remember my mom gave because <laughs> it was like it was a thing. Um, my mom gave me like a hot. She she paid for the first semester. Yeah. For the like first half a year, and she's like, okay, you can just work and just um, give me money back afterwards. I was like, all right, cool. Obviously, the first half semester, I didn't have to worry about like paying for uni. Yeah. And um. um so I went there, I was like, some of the times I didn't even go to uni, to be honest, like I just slapped the home hangover, you know, I'm like, fuck me, just wasted the whole day, really, you know, and then, uh, and it, it was like December, and it's like, I know in January, I have to pay another half for like the second, um, it's coming out of your money this time, yeah, it's like, this money now, yeah. and I was like, I think, I can't remember, to be honest, but like, I think I paid it, and, because uh, obviously I was working full time at the time, and, um, I was like, all right, let me just pay for this and then um, see how it goes. And I think I paid and I was like, two months in, I was like, this is like, I don't want to do it. Two months. Two months. In. There was like a 
fab and the fab i was like you know what this doesn't really serve a purpose because it felt like what were you studying i didn't ask uh finance <laughs> management yeah. no, 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 remember it was, like, it was like it was like um it was um finance management okay uh, and it felt like pretty much like you just get out of the high school you know you kind of want a kind of different vibe from um school from uni and uh, all you end up doing is the same thing you have like math classes you know some business classes i'm like i literally just did that for 12 years <laughs> you know and there's another four and a half ahead yeah. i was like no i don't want to do this and um I did some other jobs where I was like working for like this uh, frozen food company. I was just like like an agent driving around from shop to shop. That was cool because you would be on the road like the whole day. They gave you a car, you know, kind of stuff. Yeah. And you just on the go. No, nobody really controls you. You just got to make sales really a day. Yeah. And, um, and after that, I came back to bank for six months and understood this is not my thing really. And then I had a friend living here in London already for a year see this is the story i remember when we'd recently met and you told me like about moving to london you told me the story and i was like you need to talk about this on your youtube channel because it is and like it's kind of weird like cringy to say and i was like it sounds a bit weird saying it to you but it's so inspirational to me when you told me this i was like fuck i literally said to you i was like fucking i'm complaining about like stupid <laughs> things <laughs> tell the story anyway and um and i was like all right i gotta i gotta do something you know because to, to be honest, like I like shit in my pants thinking of like, I got to move to London. I've never been in London before. Yeah. So, so, you know, never been to London before. And, um, I bought a ticket one way. It was at a time, I think it was like 60 euros, I think <laughs> like one way I was like, yeah. sweet. So I literally had like, uh, two suitcases with me. All right, let's make a move, you know? Uh, made a move to London. So I met this guy. I lived at his place for a while. Um, so we were like, uh, Obviously, I didn't like. I th I thought I knew English at the time when I arrived, but then obviously, once you get in uh, London, you hear all this different accents. You know, like uh, Scottish, Irish, like someone from Newcastle. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Why is this country? Why does everyone <laughs> sound so different? <laughs> and um, yeah, so it was like weird, but I got a job literally, well, like in the first week. So I was working in a bar. Yeah, and. Um, so I was living at my mates for like a month because like I needed to save up some money and and he lived in far east, you know, and I was working in central London. So I would finish work at like 4 a.m. I'm like, you know what? It was like dreadful because you had to go home like hour and a half on a bus every night, you know, and I would I would get home and it's bright already. Oh, and it's like you go, you go to bed literally like at 530 in the morning. It's bright and you need to be awake and go back to work for like 6 p.m. And I was like, okay, like I got to think of something. And so the bar that I used to work was in a hotel. It's actually the Hilton on the Metro, um, Hilton Metropole on Edgeware Road in London. Okay. Very central. Like, I think it's the biggest Hilton in Europe as well. They have like over a thousand rooms. Don't even know why I remember that. But <laughs> 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 and they had a gym upstairs. Uh, so there was like a hotel gym, pool and stuff. And the girl who actually helped me to get a job at a bar, she was working at a reception at a gym. And um, she was like, you know what? Like, are you like interested in fitness? And, and I was like, you know, I kind of am. Because at the time I was going to the gym, but it was like really casual, you know? It's like you showed me on your phone. <laughs> this is me when I first started. <laughs> My protein, everything. <laughs> My protein, like yeah. literally <laughs> taking photos with a, buying like a five kilo protein powder. I'm like, yeah, I made it in life. <laughs> <laughs> 
so this is going to uh, be big. This is the Ronnie Coleman stack. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, cool. And at the time, I didn't even, like, I was doing a bunch of stuff, you know? Um, so long story short, I actually started working at a gym. So that was my second job. I was working at the reception. Yeah. And uh, besides of that, I was studying becoming like a, I got like level two, level three qualification and all that stuff while doing like a full-time hours at the bar and at a gym. So my day would look like I would start at a gym from 10 to six because it was in the same hotel. I would literally wouldn't waste time of traveling from one place to other. So it took, it looked like she needed like 15 minutes to shower. So I would have finished my shift at 6 p.m. at the gym, shower, like 6.30, start downstairs at the bar. Complete opposite environments. You're going from the gym, everyone's there, fitness, health, and then you're going to, to a To be bar. honest, because like, like working at that hotel gym, you would every day you would meet different people because it's a hotel gym, right? Yeah. So it's like people, people like come and go. Yeah. yeah. And you never really, like there were some regulars who would come back every now and then. But yeah. It's like, and the hotel gym was like really tiny at the time, you know? So I was like, you know, taking photos in the mirror. I'm like, oh, I feel massive, you know? And I was like, I'm looking down. I'm like, oh my Tagging God, that's my just protein, like, so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, yeah, and I was doing something. So I started like at 630 the bar and I would finish like early, like late morning, you know? And um, that was my life for, I would say... I worked at the bar for six months and then I quit the bar and like worked full time in the gym because then I started getting like a first client. In that same gym? In the same gym, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, after that, I will still pick up like every now and then like a couple of shifts at the bar just to like an, extra make an extra, extra cash and stuff. But yeah, that was my life for like solid, um, I would say 18 months. I would, like I did not have a day off. Also, like I lived next to the hotel which was like i was paying a stupid amount of money it was like something like thousand pounds for a room for like a double room and um what was the sorry to interrupt what was the you told me you lived with a mate and you i can't i can't remember the full story you told me you were sat together and it was like some weird room you were in and you were like what were you like oh no was that? that was the first room that i rented like when i moved out from him yeah uh, the room was like probably the size of your bathroom eh and um so they had like, like this single room and I was like, all right, cool. Like it, it was quite close to, to work as well. Yeah. But um, it was a time when like he, he needed to move. My mate needed to move. And he was like, can I stay at yours for a bit? And I was like, okay, cool. Like stay at mine. So we literally like, he stayed at my, like imagine the size of your bathroom room. Yeah. So he stayed in mine and the the flat was horrible to be honest. It's like <laughs> you get like, imagine you had to wake up at 5 a.m. You mm-hmm. get to the bathroom you turn the water in and there's no hot water because you know, like the meter ran out of the credit or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And it was bloody cold as well there. Really? Cause like everybody was saving a heating and I was like, why can't you just like an hour? Like I get it. But at the time, like everybody was just trying to save money, you know? So just we would survive. put like 10 quid each, like from three rooms for like 30 quid a month. And I'm like, I spend now living alone, maybe like, I don't know, 50 quid a month, you know, but they were doing th- we were like five people living in one flat. I live alone now, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was crazy. And it was, I was like, you know what? This is just like, I just remember now. And I appreciate like everything what I have now, yeah. just remembering like where it come from. Yeah. And um, yeah. So at a time I was working like crazy hours. So I did like, like normally normal human being would do like about 40 hours a week. Yeah. I did like something 120 
what even is that at days 24 like <laughs> it was i literally went to sleep for four hours back home got back to like work I can't and it's like at that point it didn't ring me a bell it's like you know if i want to pursue my career in fitness like you know it's like what is sleep like it doesn't exist you know and honestly working at a bar is like you could drink quite a lot as well yeah like you know and um i had like a crazy guy who i used to work with uh, Australian guy and we, we oh, would, you told me about this guy <laughs> yeah. so we would just like he would like oh let's just get a shots before a shift you know like during the shift and we would even like after work he was like oh do you want to grab a box of fosters and just come to mind and just listen to EDM and just chill <laughs> like at 4am in the morning I was like yeah sure like, I couldn't no. I physically well, I'm, <laughs> after I can't do a night out past 12 anyone who knows me gets the 12 and I'm like I either disappear without saying <laughs> you anything. do disappear yeah, I do disappear <laughs> <laughs> you know it I know yeah but that's a different story those two those two cougars um and yeah. what's next and um so I was, I was doing that for 18 months and uh, afterwards i was like okay i gotta quit this job at the bar because it's like getting me nowhere really and then through different people i somehow got a job where i work now at equinox yeah and um so i was working in two places at the time you know how you like you get to this place where you're like comfortable you know and i was like okay if i want to be busy here at this place i need to give up my other job because it was just clashing like at hours you how, know how far into equinox is this that was like a first four, four months. Okay, so it's oh, sorry, no, I was I was working the reception at Equinox for yeah. the first six months, and um, during that time I was still working at this other gym, so I would like do early morning uh, shifts until like two, and then I just get to do like external PT mm-hmm. um, afterwards, and still do like a shift at the other gym. So my day would be like long. Yeah, you know, get home, go to sleep again. Like, got to be at Equinox at five thirty. You know all day and i was working like that as well pretty much without days off for a while and then then i kind of transferred to the pt department and um, i was like okay i have a bit more time now but because i have more time i'm not really using that time because like you know it's like if you if you don't have any sessions you don't make any money right Mm -hmm. so i had like all the time now but i didn't have any clients you know yeah so and then slowly somehow i got into like a rhythm of like getting one the first client remember i got and it was like cool in the beginning i would just take whatever i could get you know like recently i've heard someone saying it's like oh you know i know what i don't want to burn out and i was like you're in the wrong job like if you want to be successful oh no shots fired it's like you gotta be fucking grinding mm. until you can make it somewhere and said it was like okay now i want to take it a bit easier because I can afford taking it easier as if like that's the same if you heard the saying it's like it's knowing when to put your foot on the pedal the accelerator and knowing when to take it off absolutely it's exactly that and if you if you say that from the start like oh i don't want to burn out that already says to me is like i'm not ready to put i'm not ready to put in the hard work right Mm -hmm. and i was like you'll never be successful yeah i can guarantee you that now yeah because like with every guy that i started like we all did crazy numbers and you have to because otherwise, it's like, if you come in, like, chilling kind of work, you know, it's like, just saying, you know, I'm, a, I'm a trainer. I'm like, cool, if that, it doesn't really pay your bills, does it? Exactly. I think a lot of people, especially, because where we work, it's, it, we are employed, but we do still, if we don't work, we don't make money, right? A lot of people will go in and they'll just treat it like, oh, I've got a job. 
but it's kind of like being self-employed in a way in that if you're not doing a certain amount of sessions a day you're not paying rent yeah exactly and like, i think we all know this month it's been like a bad month for pt where we are like it, it, there's not many I'm good bro <laughs> don't rub it in don't, I'm 25 man I've got five years to catch you but I, th- I think it's been like a hard month and it's taken me a lot to realise that I'm still like I had a chat with Dylan before I'm still finding it very hard to be like oh it's just going to be two months yeah but it was really good before so I'm like I'm slowly being like do you know what just hit the mic take your loss and just be like alright I already know all my clients are coming back September, October, yeah. so that's fine. But again, it's that like foot, like putting your foot fully down and then knowing when to take it off. And I've known to take it off now. I've been chilling a lot more, like enjoying the fact that I'm like, oh, I've got this time to myself. But that's what I think. It's like I've been working like since January like crazy, you know? Yeah. Because I didn't really take any holiday. And I was like, now is the time when I have to because I really deserve it. And you said it's like, it's a quieter month, obviously. Mm-hmm. And like, if you plan everything ahead in terms of like, you know, what are you doing now? So you can afford to spend the whole month without being at work. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but this is what I'm talking about. Like you burning out before that and then you just, okay, I deserve now to take the whole month off. Not like a week, you know, so but I was like, I can afford just taking 30 days off from my work. Exactly. I want to play devil's advocate a bit though. Because I think in a lot of jobs, like a lot of careers, right, you have pretty stable hours. You might be asked to work overtime sometimes, say you're in an office job. But when you're a PT, and again, this is not a fitness podcast, I'm speaking about it quite a bit, but (laughs) you, you might, let's say, you might have four clients, right? Yeah. And you might not be doing that many sessions. But it can also be the stress of knowing you're not doing that many sessions that consumes so many hours of your day. Absolutely. Mess with your sleep. And that, or, that sometimes makes you feel burnt out. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time saying, I don't want to do loads of sessions so I don't burn out. I'd rather be doing a lot of sessions, working 10, 12 hour days than doing like two sessions a day. But that's next- a lot of the overthinking, right? It's mm. like, why are you stressed about it? Yeah. It's like, you're fine of doing four hours a day, but then you're stressing about it. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm the opposite, but I'm saying that's me like thinking from someone else's perspective. Yeah. But talk, talking about overthinking when because it's like in conversations we had we've had as well and you saying about the first place you lived and you're like mate no one's paying for eating when where, where okay i'll start it with were there any times when you were just like what am i doing like this sucks like just feeling like absolute shit yeah within the first three months when i moved here i was like i want to go back home really yeah is that when you're in the first flat uh yeah i was actually yeah. i called my mom I was like you know what i think i want to go home and she's like why no like you made it already that far that you stayed there for three months and like just keep going you know yeah and at a time it was like you know when you like oh i made a decision i want to go home you know and someone's like did you get to that point it was really close it yeah. was like really close and i was like you know what but my mom says like no you're not coming back home that's good though that's which which was like are. i was like uh, i'm like so thankful for her saying that at, at the time but like at that point when she's like no you're not coming it's like it's like you, you can't come back now and i'm like but i really want to <laughs> yeah um and um but that was the only time really like when i felt like down and coming home but uh Kind of after that conversation I had with her, um, we were like, okay, 
cool, I can, I can do it, you know, and just keep going sort of, you know, it's like, okay, it's not a good time now, but like, you can't have like bad days forever, you know? Mm-hmm. So sort of from there, it kind of picked it up, you know? And as you mentioned, like there were like days when, because obviously, you know, with the PTs, like it's a very unreliable job, you know, because one day you can have a client, one day he's like, oh, I'm just traveling now, you know, so yeah. they'll be away for like two months. And yeah. so, especially where we are. Yeah. And there yeah. were like times where, where I lived in the first place where I'm like, dude, I have like no money to like have food. So I'll just go to like the hotel I used to work and just go and eat free canteen, you know? Yeah. Like food wasn't great, but it was like, did the job. And, um, well, was it times like that as well? Yeah. Yeah. But how, so in those, and I, look, I presume I'm not just referring back to when you started when things were hard, but like also obviously you've had hardships like in life recently, whatever that might be. Right. Yeah. How do you, how do you deal with that? Talk to psychologist. Yeah. So I didn't want to prompt it in case you didn't want to talk about it. Cause we yeah. hadn't, I, hadn't, I don't know. It's, it's absolutely like people nowadays think it's like talking to psychologists or talking to someone. It's like, as if you have an issue with you. I was going to, I, I was going to say the complete opposite. And that's what I rate about you. Cause you just openly said it to me one day and I looked at you and I was like, no one ever just openly is like, Oh, I speak yeah, to someone. People are like, shy. It's how like most, you do it? how long have you doing it? No, how often? So how many, like how many times a month? Oh, it's like I do it like two, tw- twice a week at least. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it works, and right? It does, yeah. yeah. It's like a, sometimes you just got to speak to someone and either it's an, as you said, it's like overthinking is a big thing, you know? And somebody, someone just needs to put you on the right path because you think you're doing wrong. And I'm like, no, you're not doing it wrong. Like you go in the right way. It's like I have like so many times when I overthink things and... um and I'll be like, okay, like I've made a decision in my head, but then when I speak uh, speak to my psychologist, she's just like, I'm like no, like just keep doing what you're doing at the moment. Like it's good. Yeah, it's good for you. Do you know? I I honestly believe more people need to do that. Like especially now, because I think there's so many. I I know times were probably harder 50 years ago, 100 years ago, right? Yeah, 100. percent All this other shit like social media, like being able to speak to someone on the phone, text them whenever you want. I don't think we're ready for that yet because it is very new, isn't it? We like- are not ready. And most of the people, they look at a psychologist or someone to talk to as if it's kind of, you can compare it a bit to like our job actually, because they would think they'll come and see you for one session and they think they're going to change their body. Mm. They know it's the same with psychologists. It's like, you're not going to do one hour of talking and they're going to sort out all your issues. Cause we, we all are pretty much fucked. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> like we all have some childhood trauma, you know, whatever for every person is different, you know? And, um, I really compare that like as if psychologist is the same as our job. It's like, sometimes I feel like psychologist cause some people come to me and I'm like, they don't even want to train. They just want to talk to me. Yeah. That's a lot and of clients. It's a lot of clients like that. And just because I've had this experience of talking psycho- with the psychologist, I was like, I take a lot out of it into my like private life. And uh, I can refer that to the clients as if like I know how to speak to them yeah. and then put them on the right way. I was like, this is not an issue that you should focus on. There's like, there's always something else, yeah. you know? And then I was like, do you even pay me for training you? Or like, yeah. do you pay me for like just talking to you and sorting your life out? You know what I mean? How, how funny is that as well? Like, you think of the clients we have a like pretty high net worth individuals like people yeah. making good money and 
this is what I think I try and think about when I'm like stressed about money. I try and think when some of these people are talking to me about things like that. Yeah. I could, I could not be stressed about money and then I'd probably have another stress. And th- that literally just summarizes that life you're always going to be, you, there's always going to be something you can let, let being the key word, stress you out. Absolutely. And, and it's literally, like you said, it's like, why are you focusing on that? And yeah, it's important to focus if you, on your financials, but if you know you're going to get by, yeah, then you shouldn't really stress on it because you're, you're getting by. And the, the more like, time you spend stressing on it as well, the less you're going to put into work, you know, being happy. Dude, there's this thing when I say always, it's like, if there's something you can, can't control, why are you stressing about it? You can't do anything about it, right? Mm. So what is the point of wasting your energy on something you can't control? Whatever that might be. Like sometimes it happens with like, I don't know, I just got a parking ticket yesterday and I'm like, fuck's sake. So I need to go to this uh, as a five-hour course rather than paying thousand uh, pound fine. Thousand pound fine? Well, they was like, if you don't respond on this letter, we're going to send you thousand fi- uh, pound fine. And I was like, okay. It doesn't even, like, I over-exceeded five miles, you know, but um, instead of 30, it was 35. And I was like... Oh, speeding ticket. Yeah, speed, ticket. yeah no, speeding ticket. <laughs> and I, like, need to do the course. And I was like, I just can't be asked. You know what I mean? It's like a five hours of your day. And also when you're busy. But, like... uh, but yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I was like, I can't, yeah, I can't do anything to. about it. So what's to. like, I was like, it's in my glove compartment in the car and I just forget about a couple of days. And I was like, shit, I need to register myself yeah. on this course. And I was like, I can't control it. It's like, okay, well, there's going to be a hundred quid that you had to pay for this course and that's it. But you can't control also, that. What is the course? It's like, yeah, when you put your foot down on the throttle and oh, you dude, see it goes it's like, speed, I've done it already once. Have, what is it? <laughs> so you sit down with like different individuals across like the whole country like you would get someone from Ireland there as well and like from Scotland and so there's this guy who's going through like a safe driving course and he was like okay okay Susan there is a bus on the street and <laughs> and there's there is pedestrian go walking on the side of the street you know and there's this moped who wants to overtake the bus you know oh can you see the potential hazards like literally discussing like like for the kids you know it's almost like doing your driving test again but like a like a vocalized like speaking about it yeah and 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 the thing is like you have to be in a camera like you can't like switch the camera off so you had to be present all the time and (laughs) i remember last time there was a couple on it they literally sat down on a sofa with a drink (laughs) they're done for drink driving (laughs) and i was like are you serious and yeah so they're they're like really chatty like cracking the jokes and stuff but yeah it's like five hours of him it's like okay guys now you like at the end it's like they asked the question, each individual is like, okay, what have you learned from today? And I was like, are you serious? Like, you just wasted five. Like, I get it. Like, I shouldn't have speeded, yeah, like yeah. speeding over whatever. But uh, I'm like, what did I get out of it? It's like, well, that I shouldn't speed and like be very considerate of others on the road, blah, blah, blah. I'm yeah. like, cool, I get it. You know, but it's five hours gone and like, you have to do it. But it's like, it, like you said, it's like realizing you just like, you've just got to do it. You just got to do it. This yeah. is with most of the stuff in life. Yeah. You, unless you can control it and you're like, okay, I'll do this now. So that will impact whatever happened to you. So the stress is gone. But you know? in, in that case, when you can control it, I think it's very much like something I like to do. I've never told anyone this. When there's like something I'm like, oh, I can control this and it's an issue. I literally do. I don't know what the type of the type of graphs called. You know, when you draw a line and you literally write positives, negatives. Yeah, you just split think, it. Yeah, I yeah. think all the shit things about it. 
and then I'll put down all it's the like, positive do you do with things, like... which are typically things I can do to sort of change that yeah. situation. And as soon as the negative things are written down, I'm like, I've written them down. They're there. It's done. And obviously sometimes I'm human. They'll slip into my mind, but I'm like, now nah, I've written them down. I know they're there. Yeah. Why do I need to think about it? And the positive things I'll draw like arrows off and it ends up looking like a fucking GCSE <laughs> art project. But I try, I try and do that and it can even be in my notes. But I think like, like you said, the things you can't control, it's so important to try and not let overwhelm you. And I'm so guilty of letting it. I think to everyone, if you're human, like you can Absolutely. probably say- It's like, go on. Like you, you probably speak to your therapist yeah. for the reason that some things can consume you and you just need to talk through them. Once you've talked about them, you probably leave maybe one, two sessions and you're like, okay, that's done. But yeah, coming back to that, it's like people think, why so many people don't do it? Like they could be embarrassed of like doing it themselves, even not even telling anyone, you know, but that's why I kind of, I wouldn't say I preach that, but I was like, I'm not shy of telling someone as like, Oh yeah, I do work with therapists because mm. it helps my life. It helps me. But I think at the same time, because I tried therapy, not like I was like, oh, I'm, I've got all yeah. these issues, but I just wanted to speak to someone, try and analyze like my thoughts on certain things, like not in a, a deep way. There was no issues. And I did, I used this company. If I say it, I'll probably get blocked or something like that. But um, okay, I, it matched, oh, what was it called? I can't remember. It matched me with this therapist online. Yeah. And it was a LGBTQ specialist. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why is it matched with that? I did the questionnaire, unless there's something I don't know yeah. about myself. And I did one call with this guy and it just, it just triggered me. Like I did the call and it was like, he was asking me all these questions. But why did it trigger you? What exactly triggered you? I don't want to go into some of the questions, but yeah. some of the questions were more so on what he specialized in, LGBTQ, yeah, okay. what that is. And I was like, that's literally like mm. very random. And I was like, the the things I'd done, it was like a hundred thing multi-choice form you fill in. I was like, the things I've ticked, I know they're nothing to do with sexuality, yeah. like anything like that. And he, would and ask he was you, like so. prying me on them. And I was like, okay. have, you, have you read it? Or is this an auto yeah, match? Yeah, yeah. And I, I just was like, do you know what? I need, if I'm going to do it, I need it to be in person. And I'm good at the moment. So I'm like, do you know what? I don't really need it because I'm completely yeah. content with. But even like when everything is good, people think they don't need it, but you can still benefit out of it. If that makes sense. Because, yeah. and as I said, it's like people do one session. It's either wrong match with the wrong therapist. And they were like, that's it. It's like, you know, when you get a bad trainer for the first session, yeah. you're like, oh shit. I'm like, why am I even paying for this? You know, I'd never want to do it again. But also I think, I think with finances, do you, do you pay for yours privately? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people will have to go to the, through the government for Yeah, that. but this is where I said, like, they probably get a wrong match. But and also not that. It, say, some specific jobs. I know if you work in the police. Yeah. I know if you work, say, as an ambulance driver, I'm pretty certain. If you go through the government for therapy, it will flag on your... Like basically they'll know you're doing it because it's obviously a government job. Yeah. And then they will assume that you're going to assume that you have an issue and it makes oh you unfit God. to work. But this is, this is my point. A lot of people can't afford therapy. And there is other aspects of it when, when you 
can do it when you get kind of being yeah. provided by it, then you're just going to get flagged. It's like, oh, this dude has some issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, how fucked up is that? <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's a mess really, isn't it? Because it's like, you, if you can't afford it and you have a certain job or you, you want a certain job, it means yeah. you can't do it. And that might make you better in that job, but. True. But it's like, you know, it's like I compare the same thing it's completely off the topic, but uh, did you see that video where uh, the two two guys on uh, mopeds were like attacking the Bugatti? Yeah, yeah. A, smashed the window. With yeah, that on Monday, and uh, I compared the same stuff. It's like police wouldn't do anything about it. Like they they were like, oh, the whole city is with the cameras, but they can't catch them. I'm like, are you kidding me? It was like, but at the same time, when you have a front front passenger and a driver tinted window on a hundred percent, so nobody can see inside, they they could pull you over and write you a ticket for it. And I'm is like, that what it is? You can't have front tint. Yeah. And I was like, um, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you would write me a ticket for it. It's like for being like safe, so people don't look at it. What's inside, you know? But then when something like this happens, when like the passenger window gets smashed with a hammer. They were like, oh, sorry, we can't do anything. The case is closed. Like, I've heard that so many times. And yeah. I just feel like... Did you like see the video as well? It was, uh, I, th- I presume there was no context because it was someone filming it. It was a woman like sat. You couldn't really see her on some steps. Yeah. And she was wearing a Rolex. And oh, it, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. her boyfriend and or husband, husband I think. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, two guys. Yeah. And, and, what then, that about? and they that? were just talking about it. It's like, that guy could have been stabbed that day yeah. because he was fighting back, really, you know? And he was just lucky. Yeah. And that's what, like, I can't remember who was it, but like some, some not influencer, but someone famous on Twitter, like actually tagged the London mayor saying, it's like, dude, you got to sort this out. Otherwise your hand's going to be real full of blood. Yeah, it you is know? bad. It is bad. But then again, you look at like America and you're like, holy shit. Like. It's true. It's true. Like we all have own issues, right? And, yeah. But you would never think it's like London used to be safe, at least like as I remember, you know? Now it's like, maybe I just never really, like, I, to be honest, like, I don't look, read news or, like, look at news, you know, because it's mm-hmm. just depressing. But, like, lately, maybe I just focused too much on this. So I was just like, oh, this happened, this happened. And it was like, oh, the, the whole picture kind of opened up, you know, a bit more for me. See, that's what I don't do. I refuse to to watch the news because I'm like, the only thing they will show you what is you want what to sells. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's what, what, you don't think, oh, you know, someone what in the lottery that's not gonna be the front page like yeah. oh someone else has done really well it's like yeah no, some, like i know someone who works in the news you know <laughs> who writes in articles and stuff and he actually told me that like this is what i they even sometimes make up stories yeah that's so, literally what trump and, said wasn't it Fake and news. i was like <laughs> what the hell like you know and people rely on them so like half of the country i would say believe 100 percent what they write yeah. you know so Nah, I refuse to watch it. I think the only time I see it is like in work, you know, the TV and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, that's the thing. Like, like, I don't watch the news that. as well. Yeah. It's like I just get like something pulled up on Instagram and I'm like, all right, shit, some shit happening Instagram's in town. Fake news, bro. Yeah, true. <laughs> Listen to Trump. <laughs> but um, I want to go off topic again because I want to hit this one. And again, it's not a fitness podcast, but we've spoken about everything else. I want to talk about the the bodybuilding, specifically men's physique. Do you find that weird? Because obviously I competed as well a long time ago. Yeah. Look at me. (laughs) (laughs) But um, like when you compete in men's physique, calling it bodybuilding because it's completely different. It it is though. It's like, you know, bodybuilding is like, um, if there's like, uh, like Chris Bumstead, you know, and, and there's like actually the bodybuilding where the guys are like three sides of him, you know, but I was like, that's for me. It's like, obviously... 
you know, people look at it and they're like, oh, that's too much. I was like, I get it. It's like, you might not like it, but at, I rate it as a sport. Yeah, you know? I enjoy like, watching it. But at the same time, I'm like, do you know what? I know, I know the amount of anabolics they have to take. I know what their lives are like. But Absolutely. But that's, that's a part of their life. It's like, you know, as I said to someone, it's like, like fitness is like, it's part of my life. It's not that like, I'm, I'm crazy. I'm going to gym every day. Mm-hmm. It is part of my life, mm-hmm. you know? And like whoever steps into my life, they need to kind of understand that this is part of my life. This is what I do. But like, I, th- I think at the same time, you're quite grounded, right? Like, Obviously, when you're on prep, like we did a few things like dinners and you had to be quite careful at the start. Well, that was like a start of the prep. Yeah, obviously. And obviously we did, we, but then you, you did the show and we've had like nights out and you bring a bottle of tequila around. Yeah. So it's like that, that's called balance. No, it's called off season. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's called can't hit my calories. They're too high. Tequila. Um, but that, but that's again, like knowing when to put your foot down and take it off because you know, you're going to have to neglect all those things because your next show is, well, the next, like I'm doing, I was going to start like the bulk now in September and you're getting big. Yeah, me. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so I just want to do it until like February at least. And then, um, see, like, cause I said to someone already, it's like, if I'm not going to be happy with my physique by February, you know, there's no point for me doing a show. Like, you know, I also think it's very happy to be happy with, very hard to be happy with your but physique. Exactly, absolutely. When you've got like a, a larger layer of body fat than you will when you compete. Absolutely. Because you see, see some people and they'll be like, oh, this is me at the start of prep. And it sounds really bad for me to say. And I'm like, oh, fuck, like, I don't think you're going to make it. And then you see show day photos and you're like, fucking hell. Like, you've yeah, actually- but that was even like on my, uh, when I was competing, you know, there was a guy and I was like, I looked at him. I was like, dude, have you like dieted for two weeks? Yeah, like- that's every show, man. I had a guy who yep. came out on stage. He was, I think he was senior men's physique. I did the juniors, won it. Um, and he came out. <laughs> <laughs> he came out and he'd done his own fake tan and he was he was literally the color of this t-shirt oh really because oh, that's what i said it's like if you put a like a fake tan and you put a red top on or like red t-shirt it kind of um no it reacted badly it yeah like exactly skin. because he put like something red on it apparently hey. when you put something red on like a t-shirt or whatever it reacts with this with this tan and you become green like i, a I couldn't believe what i'd seen this guy came out and he looked like a zombie like at the films like yep. being a zombie for about three months that's what with the show i did they were like oh we only we you're not allowed to put your like self tan you have mm. to come here and we're gonna do it yeah i did did you have to wear those dude like they gave me a child's panties. sock Bro, I had these paper panties. The woman's spraying me. She gets to like hip level. She's starting to do my quads. I don't know why. I was doing men's physique. You wear shorts. She sprays them and they just go see-through. So I've got this woman on her knees. Spray. I'm not going to go and see other parts. Dude, stuff. I got a worse thing. So she gave me the kid's sock with a dinosaur on yeah, it. Yeah, she looks at you. She's like, dino she, She's like, put that on. I was like, it won't fit. And then like, oh, she's like, turn around. And I'm like, turn around. She gives you something else. No, she's like, can you bend over? I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, she's they like, do yeah. that in their little booth. Yep. I yeah. was like, bend over now. I'm like, okay. That was the most awkward thing in really? my entire life. Mate, I was standing there with this see-through piece of... I had none. Like, like on the back, I had none. But yeah. Bro, this is wet see-through paper. I can see <laughs> all of my own stuff. So I know this woman can. And she's head height just spraying me like it's a fucking... The best thing is day. like, <laughs> they had these like... Um, kind of banners that you <clears> hold um, in front of you to look let me take a picture from my private collection 
<laughs> I was like, what? Well, those ladies were like in like mid fifties, but they're like, oh, I have a private collection on my phone because she was obviously using her private phone to take a photo yeah. for like um, Instagram or whatever. But uh, I was like, you clearly saved that for later. <laughs> have fun. But I'm just thinking back to that moment. Uh, going back to the competing though, how how do you think it affected like? social life you were single at the time like i was actually glad that i was single at the time because i felt it was easier there was no distraction home i only would have like in a fridge or like i wouldn't buy stuff i would not eat yeah yeah you know so it was also like my my mate's best uh, my best mate's birthday and i had a loss like i try not to go out late but he was like it was his birthday i was like cool i had a meal before heading out and at the time i was probably on 1900 calories so, I didn't even get that low, man. Dude, it's like, it's, an, yeah, it's 1900 and it's 9 p.m. So I had my meal, we went out. So I'm just sitting there with a sparkling water like this. I have like a big bottle of sparkling water. Everyone's asking you like for lemonade, bush. And everybody's just like uh, kind of having a drink, you know, like um, eating food. Dude, it's like three hours in. I'm like, I'm getting hungry. I was like, I got to go home. It's like, it was probably like 1 a.m. And obviously, because you... My meals were like 350 calories max, you know, not really much of carbs either. And I was like, I'm so hungry. It's 1 a.m. And I was like, I was, like, there was so many times I would just snap and like I would wanted to order pizza. I'm like, I'm just going to have this. But no, I didn't, obviously. But uh, there were so many times I was like questioning yeah, myself. Yeah, but that's understandable why I'm even as well. Doing this? Because you're like, you're around it, seeing it and it's hard. But it'd be different if you were living with like a girlfriend, wife. And you're opening the fridge and they're like, all their food in there and you're seeing yours and you're like, okay, I've got chicken and rice. To be honest, it's like, you know, people are like, oh, what did you eat to diet? It's like the same stuff I eat now, just eat, eat less. Yeah. People think there's those specific things um, that It's the I same would, foods if you're I trying would to still eat good. Yeah, right? exactly. It's like you don't go to like, obviously you can go in a dirty bulk straight after, you know, and then yeah. put on 20 kilos. Like I lost 15 kilos. Oh, on, I did, man. That's what you did. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, did you like, put like 10 kg in the first week? I competed at 89. I went to Marbella three weeks later. I was 110 kilos. Fucking hell. Did I not show you the photos? <laughs> I think you did. Mate, and then I, I got back. No, it was after the show. I just binge ate all day. Went for this Italian with my mum, my girlfriend at the time, drank some red wine. And our flight got cancelled, so we had to stay a night in some hotel yeah. the airport put us up with. As you and had like an extra eating, 10 pounds. Just kept eating. Just kept eating. But I woke up next day, my wrists were double the size, my ankles were huge. Was I couldn't see my kneecaps, I was swollen. Wow. I got back, did my blood pressure, it was like ridiculously high. What did you high. eat? Like something like really high in fat? Mate, when I say I had this Sainsbury's bag for after I competed, because yeah. the show I did, it was a UK BFF. And I was a junior, so I was. I asked the promoters, and for some reason, I was like, "Oh, can I compete in the, the men's, so I could do the men's category as well?" And they were like, "No," and I was like, "But surely, if I'm under the age, yeah. it's not going to be unfair for anyone who's in the age because I'm younger than them." And they were like, "No," so you were just I in think, too good shape, in there. Yeah, I was fucking training, <laughs> bro. But my I was my show was like really early on, so I'd got the tan done all this and then they were like you're on in five so i pump up i've got this sainsbury's bag i've pre-bought before with this i don't know if you can still buy it no it's tesco's this cinnamon massive like log like a, pastry thing okay i, I think i've I got know what you're four about. cookies i've got 
five bagels. I didn't toast them. I didn't put anything on them. I just ate them straight after. I ate all this food. It must have been like 5,000 calories. Dude, funny enough, I didn't have anything with me. Like all I had on the day of competition with me, I had like a rice cakes, like some strawberry jam. Um, Did you have any sweets? Like, Dude, I had like sweets? a kilo and a half rice, jasmine rice with me because my coach wanted to cons- like me to consume like almost 400 grams of carbs. On the day? Yeah. Just like early, I think it was like the day before or like early in the morning. Because mm. like obviously I would step on the stage only. Was it the evening? It was like quite late. It was afternoon. And um, I was like 300 grams of carbs. Like considering that I was having like maybe 150 a day before. Yeah. Like he asked me like three triple now. I was like, I was just, just chucking the Did rice. Did you do it the day before as well? Because what I, I had actually day before I had like, he, he allowed me to like have a, the whole pizza. Yeah. So I ordered Domino's and had some like white wine. That's what I did. I had a burger and I didn't drink any booze, but I fucked it because I competed in Belfast. So I went, I obviously travel. Yeah. Two days before I get there, the ex-girlfriend's like wanting to walk around, do all these things. I'm fucked. Yeah, obviously you are. Like, oh, you, do, you don't want to do anything. Around, I'm just looking at food. Half, like, were you like tan at the time as well? No, I tanned the day of. Okay. And I'm like walking around and I'm just dead like my knees hurt my ankles hurt there's no fluids in my body <laughs> and uh tom the guy who's coaching me tom moore he was like you can have like a cheat meal in the evening and then the next day it was so specific it was like this much water this rice yeah. cake with this much peanut butter at this time and i'd had like a tiny bit of water type but the day before i'd filled up yeah. done loads of water done loads of carbs salt was all measured everything and the, the day after, I was like, I'm literally drinking like half a glass of water and a rice cup, a rice cake and a bit of peanut butter and then sweets. Yeah. And I remember as soon as I ate the sweets, I was like, I feel so good. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> you get some sugar and you be like, yes. Yeah. No, but it was the same. It's like, as he told me, it's like day before, have like a cheat meal. Dude, I could, like, it was 5 p.m. I was like, can I have a cheat meal already? <laughs> so at 6 p.m. I ordered a cheat meal. I couldn't finish the whole pizza in, in one go. So yeah. I had a half, had a glass of wine. I pass out for an hour and a half. <laughs> one glass of Dude, wine. Straight Very away. Cheap date, bro. <laughs> Very cheap. <laughs> and I woke up, obviously, because the wine made me so thirsty. It was like, you can sip water only. So I had like a little sip. That's what it is. It's little sips. Little like, sips. Oh. And I was like, it doesn't do like anything really to Your me. Your mouth's so dry. So well. dry. And obviously you had like, because the pizza was so salty as well. You know, you wait, wait, you're waking up and you're like, shit, you just want to like chuck at least half a liter of water in me. You know, then I had like other half, another glass of wine and it passed out again. <laughs> that all happened between 5 p.m. and like 10. That's so like the I had day before. That's day before I had like a first layer of my spray tan mm. on, so I couldn't really go out either, you know, because you didn't really want to do anything. I was just wearing the same tracksuit bottoms and like a hoodie. Yeah. Because every time I would just lay down somewhere, it's like you would just Stains, get dirty. Yeah. Right. Uh, dude. How how do you feel though that what I wanted to touch on from all this? I love when people go off on rants, like it's nice. <laughs> because you just know, but you end up speaking and it's natural. Yeah, absolutely, it's just experience. But what, what I wanted to speak about was, I, like I said, you were obviously single. I had it very different. I was in a relationship and it probably affected a lot of that. Thinking back to it, it was probably a lot Were of your issues. partner at the time, um, was she like into the fitness and stuff? She was, but I think if you haven't competed or maybe you haven't done that in the early, not the early days, or you, you haven't sat down and spoken what it's like, which I couldn't because I hadn't done it before. Yeah it probably impacted a lot and it caused a lot of issues. 
again on my part, which I probably a lot of them I thought was her fault at the time, right? But how how do you think you you said you've got another five years left yeah. in your mind and what Justin said, your coach? How do you think that is? Because I, th- I in my mind I don't want to sound like I'm trying to be like oh you should be doing this, but at thirty I want to be like relationship lockdown. I want I want kids at a relatively young age if I can afford it. Yeah. How do you think it's going to impact that? Dude, that was actually like, you. How old are you? Twenty five. Twenty five. So I'm thirty. When I was twenty five, I was, well, I was three years living in London already. Yeah. And, you know what? We had a conversation with my mate, and he said exactly the same thing. He's like, I really want to have like relationship really early, like relationship and kids get married, you know, and. Uh, it happens completely opposite. He's just like so busy with work. Like the same with me. It's like, I'm so busy with work. Uh, it's not that I don't have time, but I have different priorities yeah. at the moment. Uh, I still would love, like if I would have like a relationship and like I wouldn't mind to have kids and stuff, but I still can make it work. You know, because yeah. some people think, oh, you have kids, that's it. Like your life is just gone. It's the same when they say, oh, you're married. Now you're like <laughs> minus one. <laughs> you're fucked, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's, I don't think so. It's like that. That's just some old perception. As long as your partner understands, let's say, because obviously your prep is like when you bulk, like your partner doesn't really suffer, right? It's like, do you still go out for meals, you know, and you're just trying to just eat enough for you to like put on some weight, you know, your training mm. is hard and et cetera, et cetera. The hardest bit is the last, what, 12, 16 weeks where okay. where you actually have to cut down. And this is where I was actually listening to podcasts with uh, Chris Bumstead and uh, is his sister and I can't remember the guy. Oh, what's her name? I know he, um, she's with... Um, with the, So the guy was on a podcast, her husband was on a podcast and they were like really like discussing Melissa this. And Melissa and I can't Ian remember. Valier. That's and it. they were discussing this topic about like, She's like, I understand he's in a prep stage now, like 12 weeks out, you know, and, uh, and I will do, if he was going to ask me, he was like, listen, like, I need to do this, this and this, but I want you to be understandable for the next 12 weeks because this is really important for me, you know, and I want you to kind of, uh, you do you, but at the same time, I want you to kind of understand and don't ask me to do extra stuff. Like, let's say on the side, you know, but after that, those 12 weeks, I'll be there for you. I'll do whatever you want. Like we can go on a walks. We do whatever we want. But these 12 weeks are for me. And I really, as my partner, I really want you to understand and support me because they both competed. So they, I I think that takes a certain sort of man man or woman, whichever way you, you preference, obviously. But I think it it takes a certain sort of person because you can explain all of it to someone and be like, I need this time for myself. But then imagine... No, but I still want you in my life. I want you to eat dinner with me, like hang out with me. But, but what, I want what you... I'm saying is that the mental capacity, right? When you're on prep, you're like, you you are all about... It is a very self, self-inflated like thing. You're all yeah. about yourself. Everything is about you. When you eat, when you sleep, when you train, all of these things. So imagine you're with that person. Everything's perfectly fine, yeah? Yeah. They're completely comfortable with it. They're like, I'm letting you do your thing. Like, I, I understand what the the sort of goal is. And then something shit happens in their life. Well, if you love that person, you then become invested in them, obviously. Well, it depends on the shit, right? That happens. It's like, obviously, if, like something really like crucial but happens. That's when it becomes hard, when you've got these attachments. 
and you're you're with this person you care about and you're like fuck like it depends how the other how strong is the other person yeah because they can handle a problem like if the person is weak they'll be like okay this should happen to me even if it's like not a big deal you know you need to like stop what are you doing and help like support me now 100%. that's that's what i feel like it's like a weak person would do but like a strong person next to you be like she wouldn't probably even, sh- like, she would probably say in a way, like, yeah, this happened, but, like, I'm fine with it. I know you're focusing on your stuff, and this is really important for you. You know, I've got this shit that happened, you know? Like, if you can, support me as much as you can, but, like, I'll get through this at the moment. Yeah. But, and this is where, let's say if that would be me or you, you'd be like, okay, cool. Like, you understand that, like, this is where you stand for each other, right? It's like, I'm here for you, and you're here for me, no matter what happens. So yeah. if shit happens in your life or I'm on a prep at the moment, you know, that's what I think is a great marriage. You know, this is what I would like to get married with someone who really understands that. It's hard, man. <laughs> it's hard. It, it is hard to find that kind of person. And it's a lot of work, you know, and this is where come back to the topic of therapist. It's like we all are fucked in our heads from different, different reasons. Yeah. You know, and we all try to hide the issues that we have. You know, and it's like, you know, I always refer to there's like this black hole container that you have like stuck all your like issues from all your whatever life. And it's really hard to open like the container and start digging out the problems and start solving them. And nobody wants to do it. And this is where I say it's like you go to the first um, therapy session, you know, and they just try to open up a little bit and you'll be like, it's shut down again. Yeah. They'll be like, don't touch it. Cause I'm not, I'm not, it's it's almost being scared of being vulnerable. Yeah. It's like you, you just not ready to open up like, you know, and then like, obviously it will take many more sessions to be comfortable. Obviously you probably need at least, I would say 10 sessions to get know the person that you're talking to. Yeah. You know, and then, and then only then you can probably start opening up. It really depends on kind of questions they ask you, as you said, you know, if they will like just go 100% in in the first session, you'd be like, whoa, 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 this is too much, you know? And even if you are like ready to talk to therapist, it could still be too much for you for the first session. Yeah. I think that's why it's good to speak to your friends because say you're, I know. Depends on your friends. Your therapist is, La- where's she from? Oh, she's from Latvia. Yeah. So she's not like fully English, right? No, no, no. She speaks English. No, she doesn't. Exactly. So I remember when I spoke to you and I was like, oh, maybe I could. And yeah. then you were like, no, she's lying big. But that, that in other circumstances can be where it's good. Like if you've got a friend who's very similar to you, for us, we're both into fitness. Like we have similar goals in life where obviously we get along, we've got similar personalities. It can be good to speak to your friends and then they might be like, oh, you know, I speak to this one person yeah. and you speak to them as well because you already know Look, they get along with Edgar like I'm, I'm not gonna get asked stupid questions like I did about my sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? So, I think it's a, it, it's a weird thing now that we, and I think it's getting better. You think back maybe fifty years ago, no one would be able to speak about their problems. Like I speak to my granddad, he, he's never once complained to me about anything. And I think now people complain a lot more, but maybe that's justified. Also, if you, if you are complaining, you do need to speak to someone. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like, you know, it's like every, like I come to work every day and then when, when I hear somebody is just ranting about like how shit it is, it's like, yeah. dude, this is your choice. It's like you choose to complain every day and live the shitty life you're living in today. Yeah. 
it's it's your choice. It's like why are you like ranting now on someone? You're trying to make someone else's day shit. Yeah. And this is where I like pushed a lot of people away from my circle because I just don't want that in my life. Like yeah. you know, there's a lot of negativity yeah, around also you. Effects right. Once you're, if you're, if you're constantly around negativity. Have you ever like tried to spend a day without gossiping? Yeah, I think about that quite a lot. It's quite hard, isn't it? It's really hard. Like in these days, it's like, because every time there's like, oh, look what that guy's wearing. What is What does he look like? Oh, uh, look, like how many times it happened when you see someone doing some shit exercise at the gym? And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, but I'm also in the mindset. I'm like, do I go over and say something? Dude, did it ever happen to you when you approach someone on the gym floor to be like, oh, you know, it's like, it would be way better if you do this way. Like, can I show you? And they'll be like, oh, no, I'm not. I know what I'm doing. I, I had it with this woman. I, uh, it was a lap pull down, you know, when they turn it into a tricep push yeah. down. I went over. I was like, oh, can I show you? I literally was showing her and she just walked off. I was like, great. Yeah. And it happens. Like sometimes people will be like, oh, I know better. Like they've maybe, I don't know. Also, it depends on approach, I guess. Like, but you always, you always try to be gentle, right? Because you don't want to come and look. What the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, yeah, you've got to find the right way. Yeah, to yeah absolutely. Sort of be like, can I just help you with something quickly? Yeah, but like they either want to take it or they don't. You know, most people don't want to take it because they know better <laughs> anyway. <you> go, man, <laughs> it it is like yeah. big time, you know. And as you said, it's like these days people can't take criticism as well because of the ego. It's like, oh, like what are you talking about? Like, who are you even? Yeah, you know. Do you know what? I think a lot of people can't take criticism in in anything like but at the same time you've got to be in the right place to give it if they can take it yeah but you've also got to go in with enough confidence that you know what you're talking about in a subject because a lot of people like will comment on things they have no right commenting on yeah it's like that's is like when they try to boost their little ego and they're like but that's what that is so you know i and, i think from the other person's perspective when they're the ones receiving the advice it's trying to decide whether that person is coming from a place of like oh he's not boosting his ego he actually cares and like he wants to help me yeah. which is quite easy to in a gym you work at because you're like oh this person could be a client <laughs> like could be but potentially mm. like you know as if like if you <laughs> somebody said to me like have you ever read the reviews online on a google <laughs> yeah it's hilarious reviews what reviews on like uh companies yeah as yeah, if like <laughs> all the trainers are just hitting on the girls you know and oh, i was like right. are you kidding me <laughs> it's not us Stephen. where you at <laughs> next podcast guest <laughs> um but yeah coming back to the topic it's like i feel like also like as a years go on and like humanity gets like softer and like like 50 years ago like nobody had like mental issues yeah i right? agree and these days is like every second person has like they're like becoming softer and softer and softer but at the same time i like to play devil's advocate when people say things because i try and think about both ends people might become softer but times yeah. have become harder in different ways times aren't digging a ditch to make your living and not making much money from it. It's seeing all this shit on, and I'm very active on social media, seeing all this shit on it. It's true. It's like, like it's just a lot of consuming like of you. Even dating sites, think about it, right? You, you match with someone and you, not that I've been on any in a while, heads up, but you have to, <laughs> <laughs> you have, you have to, Dill will give you advice on this. <laughs> but yeah, I'll talk about dating sites, bro, on the sofa. Um, you have to think about like some witty, funny thing you're going to say to attract someone's attention. Yeah, but that's not you. 
It's like, at least I'm trying to be myself. I try not to pretend being someone else. But uh, what? Unless when they ask what I do for a job. In a real life situation, you don't send someone something, you don't respond with something like weird and funny like you would on a dating site. It's normally normal. Because it's different. I was like, because you tried to like, dude, it's like, probably the girl has like thousand matches a day. Yeah. You know, and and you try to stand out kind of, right? But that's another stress nowadays. Like before, I think people would, would meet their partners very differently. Whereas now it's like it's, it, you instantly, a girl you meet, say you go to a bar, you have a few drinks with, whatever happens, happens. You get them on Instagram. Yeah. And everyone instantly, like, I don't care who you are, looks at how many followers someone has, looks how many likes they have on a photo. I'm and sure if someone like- has no likes on a photo, you're either like, this is a bot or this person is like, is there's clearly something wrong. Like could be it's like a lot of people like you know it's like a, i would say like social media is like your business card yeah you know they were like oh could you have social media so i can check you out what do you actually do like what kind of life do you live yeah like that's what i mean though that's where do I mean. you hang out like who are your friends like yeah. how much do you earn you could tell all that stuff you know from social media like and it is nuts if you think that you know i just recently switched off like the precise location like it, there's this thing is like you can on instagram exactly so Apparently, uh, like a thieves can like find out by by coordinates where is where are you like actually located at the certain moment. Try coming here, Dillo be <laughs> No, seriously, and I was, I was like, oh wow, show me after this. How to yeah. do that? <laughs> yeah, <I was> but <laughs> there's such a thing apparently, and it's like that's what because social media is like as I said, it's like it's like just if everybody look looks at you like well, no, obviously yours is just a training, but <laughs> you not got my personal bro. <laughs> I post every six months. <laughs> and um yeah and it's like they can tell everything what you do for a living like where'd you hang out like how was your weekend and etc and i think it's mad i love it but at the same time i have so much hate for it because yeah but it's it's like our job is being like it's kind of easy if you want to become more like online coach or do like reach potential client who is not around you like on a daily basis yeah. That's what you end up doing, right? I, I love it for me because I'm completely fine with it now. Like, I don't really see much, much stuff that triggers me in terms of like fake stuff. Yeah. Because I've just got rid of it all. Obviously, on Explore, you do. But at the same time, I see how some people are affected by it. Like, I've got, I've got a 16 year old sister and I see her, like, I can't even remember what the conversation was. Ages ago, there was a girl on her Instagram and she showed me and I was like, do you realize how edited that photo is? Dude, it's like Justin, my coach, showed me the photo. Dude, it was like auto-tuned so bad, like so much that yeah. I was like, that's a catfish. Like if you put that up on whatever dating app and then you meet that person in life, I was like, is that, who the fuck are yeah, you? Yeah, but, but that is exactly what it but is. But that's mad. I think, I think it's worse for women. Than, and I spoke to Laura about this. I think it's worse for women than it is men. Because women on there, like, edit and they can change a lot more that obviously some women can now have with lip fillers, boob jobs, like getting their bum done. And it, it like, for for my 16-year-old sister, I only put myself in her eyes, like, seeing that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what must she think is now normal? Yeah, that's what their role model looks like, sort of, I would say. And I'm like, that's what she sees. That's not attractive. 
I know, but it's like, because imagine she goes on like floor page or whatever, and there's like every, like, I would say fifth from 10 curls look like that. And she's yeah. like, oh, this is what guys like, I yeah, guess. Yeah, and I was like, that's fucking not a role model. This is just... But how sad is that? That that's the evolution of the cycle. Like young girl sees it, let's say 16, 15. Yeah. They see, think that's great. They then transition to that, either getting fillers, doing whatever... Like being There's really young, wrong. right? There's I was nothing like, wrong with kidding? any of these things, though. There's yeah. nothing wrong with getting a boob job. Yeah, get, absolutely. But like at the same time, pref- personal preference. It's bad that Instagram preferences that, and we all know it does when you hit explore. Yeah. And it makes young people think that. Well, the more you show skin, the more you get likes. Yeah. <laughs> what I say. <laughs> That's what my OnlyFans bio is. <laughs> but um, look, I want to start wrapping this up. Go on. I don't know how long we've been on here. I'll ask everyone the same question to finish. If you could give me any advice, whatever it is, knowing me, it's going to be awkward when I have someone on who doesn't know me eventually when I make it big time. (laughs) Never. Yeah. Yeah. What would it be? Advice to give you right now? Yeah, just from what you know about me, like what? I would say focus on yourself. Like try to really dig in deep. Like what is your purpose? For life. Yeah. Because I haven't still understood mine, but uh, it's like once you understand, then you completely change the direction where you're heading in life. That's mm. what I really believe. So, because yeah. we all have certain purpose in this life. Like, we don't have, like, let's say average, like 80 years, 90, maybe a little bit less. I'm tall, bro. I'll get 70. I'm a great dame, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, we don't have that much time and there must be a reason why we on it, you know? Cause when I see someone just binging on a sofa every day after work and I'm like, you will be doing something wrong in your life, you know? It's like, you're not, that's not living. Yeah. So Do yeah, something. just, Figure just out the really dig in deep and understand why you're here. You know, it's like, it could be anything really, you know, maybe it's already something you're doing at the moment, Yeah. you know? Cause I think an hour like job, it's, helping a lot of people right it's like it's either like being a therapist or being a coach right yeah that's what i like man it's help but like obviously i'm going to say this on something that's going to go on social media but i genuinely like helping people whether that be if a friend's got shit going on knowing they can speak to me and i'm going to be there like i've neglected myself before when friends have got stuff going on just to help them yeah and i also gained something from that in a weird i was saying to literally i had this chat with dylan before it's like an egotistical thing. When you help someone, you typically get so much out of it. And I don't know if that's why I like it, but I I really enjoy. And like this, like the reason I bought all of this random podcast shit. Random stuff that, you don't know how to use. Yeah, yeah. I'm literally <laughs> just playing with controls. I don't even know if this recorded, please. But the reason I did all of this is because like, I like having people around. I like speaking to people. Yeah. And this prompts me more to have these deep conversations where I can write a few notes, dig into people's lives. And typically the people I've spoken to so far, I know so much about now that I I have a better connection with them. And at the same time, like I think a lot of people might might speak about things I hope on here that then they go away and think about that the questions maybe I've asked and be like, what do you actually mean by that? Yeah, well, so, what did he mean? That was such a stupid <laughs> question. But no, they might think like, oh, you know, I've I've done this well or I need to improve on this. Yeah. I don't know. 
it could be like it could trigger like you never know how you trigger someone else you know yeah. you're like so many stupid questions i was like I just get home and i'm like oh my god i'm so depressed yeah you're like i've seen you looking at your watch the whole time no but, um i think this is the long longest episode recorded to date i, I think we could just keep going so yeah <laughs> I also need the toilet real bad. <laughs> but uh, I just want to say thank you, bro, for coming on. Oh, thanks, man, for having me. Longest guest. The longest guest. Yeah, that's it. But uh, thank you for listening to episode number four. Cheers, guys. Thank you.